0: All right. Well, welcome to the journey. This is Stephanie, and I'm here with. Should I you want me to say our last names? I don't care. Okay. Here with uh, I'm here with John and Justin, and today we're gonna ask each other questions and get a little perspective into who each of us are, so that as you guys are listening to the podcast, um, you understand each of the players. So I'll start with the first question. Um, and then we'll go around and um, and pick questions. So, um, Justin, do you consider yourself a leader or a follower, and why?
1: Uh, this question is weird.
0: It's the question that's on all the college applications. It is. Yeah, they always ask.
1: I don't remember that one. Um, I mean, I I think of myself as a leader, but I think there's probably some sort of a balance because I think. Um. well I guess it depends on how you define what a leader is maybe it's just a vague question because I could, get, I could get inspired by other people who have led the path before me or whatever and then I could take it upon myself to kind of follow in their footsteps so to speak as people say right but I generally consider myself a leader I think I'm pretty decent at like rallying people around something and so um, I would say leader but
0: all right, leader it is John
1: yeah, yeah, I, I think I'd
2: answer it really similarly um to the way Justin answered it. I always um uh I very naturally want to follow and um and help and assist people that I um you know think are great leaders and and whatever, just where I can help. So I naturally want to do that, but I I also um want to have complete ownership and leadership over my domain. So um, in my past roles, I was, you know, vice presidents of companies had 80, a hundred, whatever, and 20 people reporting to me. I was very comfortable, like owning that, leading that, the whole thing. And, you um, know, a whole lot of ways we can discuss leadership, but, but kind of all those different ways. And then, um, but also I was never a CEO and like the de facto total leader of anything. So usually if there's if there's good leadership and good direction, um, I support it and love to kind of go along and then um and probably prefer it that way, leading my own thing within that. Um and then just in a vacuum, I pretty consistently emerge as kind of taking over and taking control and leading leading that way. So yep. a little bit of both for me. Too. Yep.
3: Okay.
0: Uh and then what my answer would be I think um, yeah, I feel like from the time i was born i wanted to lead so i wanted to be in charge of the family i wanted to be in charge of clubs i wanted to be in charge of groups so i feel like in general i'm a better leader than i am follower um but certainly there have been some great leaders in my past that um that i've been excited to to be on board and follow them so overall probably leader yeah yeah, yeah. all right justin what question would you like to ask
1: um why don't we just give origin story? So John, give somebody, give everybody some background, your origin story, where you grew up, kind of how you got to this point. Um,
2: all right. My origin story. Um, yeah. So I grew up in, in Texas, uh, most of anything. So just grew up in Irving, moved to Bedford, went to high school in Bedford, went to UT um, uh, for college. Um, just did that, made good grades, was a little... Angel in my family, always trying to do the, do the right things with my parents and stuff like that, but I was also a little bit of a devil um, too, but, but, but that kid that was always trying to make the good grades and do, do smart things. Um, parents got divorced when I was in seventh grade. That was a very um, important thing in my life, negatively important. I guess it had some, eh, no, it's had It's mainly mostly negative repercussions throughout <laughs> my entire life. Um, that I didn't fully realize. Um, uh, did accounting, uh, worked for R3 Anderson, got a job, had a normal career, um, and then ended up uh, normal, working my way through accounting, working my way through IT, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, got married, got divorced um from my first wife after like 15 years, 16 years of marriage with three kids. Um, ultimately met Stephanie after that, my my love and uh, <laughs> uh, we've we've been together. Now I for, feel like I gotta say the same thing in yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've been married for, for a couple of years now, um and have a great life with our five kids and all that. So yeah. Basically
1: what's brought me here.
2: All right. Well
1: cool. well it's only fitting that you go next. I know, so right? We so I can talk about my love. Agree. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. Um, grew up in Nebraska. Most most of my life in Nebraska. Moved to Texas uh, to go to college. I decided in eighth grade I was going to move to Texas. Uh, came here for college the year that I had my first daughter in 99. Uh, my parents, my brother, my grandparents, everybody moved down here. My aunt and uncle were already here.
1: Was Prince your favorite song in that year?
0: No. Is that, that a, is Prince's was Prince Prince's song 1999? The Prince, the
1: 1999 song. It was 1999 your favorite uh, song? song, no. song no, I was not a Prince, Prince fan, even always, though the, my love is. He was my is, favorite artist. Yeah. So. Are you a hornhusker Husker fan? Or are you?
0: Yeah, Uh yeah. I mean, I, I don't really watch football, but yeah, I mean, I guess you had right. to be because there's nothing else in Nebraska to do. Um, so my, my family's definitely Cornhusker fans. Um, so yeah, so everybody moved to Texas. Everybody's down here now. All my immediate family, um, had two girls, uh, they're 20 and, and 15 now. Um, you know, was met John, my love two and a half
3: years. <laughs> I've got married two and a half years ago. So
0: then now we have the five kids. Uh, you know, 2019, 17, 15, 14 uh Bernice Mountain Dog. Love to have parties, love to entertain, love to have people over, um, anybody and everybody, uh, play games, play cards, um, travel, um, you know, Weird Owl. Al. We all know I love Weird Al, Weird Owl and Christian music, no prince And I guess that's What's it from a one, cre-
1: What is one Christian song you just heard today that name one?
0: My favorite one is, uh, Zach, um, Zach Brown. Why can't I think of it? Right. No, no, no. Zach. No, not Zach Brown.
2: Um, why can't
0: I, I think of it? Yeah. That's my favorite one. I yeah, listen to it all the time. Guy.
1: Like if you have yeah. one of the names, I guess I'll give it to you. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I can't yeah. I remember why I can't think of
1: it. I just listened to it because you need to repent.
0: I guess so. Yeah. I can't remember names of songs. I'm very much not into music, so I can't remember names of songs. Hardly ever. Um, but, um, yeah, and that's it then worked, um, you know, at a high level kind of worked for 10 years at one place, some other jobs started random businesses that we've talked about on other podcasts started defy eight years ago. And then, um, and then now on to clean layer.
2: All right. All right. What's your origin story?
1: Uh, so I was born in, in Texas as well. Born and raised. I was born in Lubbock actually, um, but I have no affiliation other than just being born there. So I don't, it's not where I call home. I grew up in, um, San Angelo, Texas after that. So chain breaker. Huh?
0: chain breaker, Zach Williams, you <laughs> <laughs> just
1: had to Google it. <laughs> um, so yeah, born in Lubbock. Uh, I actually lived in uh, Hobbs, New Mexico, for a few years until uh, third. Until I moved into the third grade, my mom uh, and stepdad both worked at GT at the time. Um, and their their jobs or my mom's job at the time transferred to San Angelo, and so that's where I went. Um, and that's what I that's where I call home. That's where they, they still live. So I went there, you know, went to high school, um, Central High School. For anybody who knows where San Angelo is, <laughs> we played Odessa Permium oh. quite a bit. Um, but obviously Odessa was who they were and so we weren't good. <laughs> uh anyway, grew up grew up in San Angelo. I did the community college thing for a while, then eventually moved to um, Dallas in I think two thousand four. Um and that's where I've been ever since to go to school. Went to Devry, very athletic school, very <laughs> collegiate. Yeah.
0: Are you a Devry Hornhusker family? I'm a Devry <laughs> Corn that's yes, right.
1: Uh all time. Yeah. Uh got all the awards. Yeah. Um so went went there. Um you know, all my friends were kind of chasing money to some degree at the time and I was interested more in um you know, getting the experience for what I was going to school for, which was at the time was for software development. Um and then fast forwarding that that played out pretty well for me. Um you know, ended up getting, you know, a lot higher paying jobs just because of the experience and stuff. So uh that, that kinda worked out. Um, did consulting, so much like John, I I did consulting at um several places, um, Accenture, one of them, Avanade was technically the company I worked for, but um, did consulting, traveled a lot for like two years. I got tired of it, so I finally uh, came back local to another consulting company where you just had to kind of work locally. Um, did that for several years and then uh, ended up at Defy, which is where we met. Um, Podcast fail. Isn't that distracting? It that it, is. Yeah. That's, now I have to think where I was going. We're not gonna where say was going to say whose phone, say that whose phone was, it but, was. Well, you guys um, forgot
0: to tell us to turn it off at the beginning. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Someone else's fault always. <laughs> um, yeah. So I went to Defy. It was a, a complete uh, career change at that point, getting into more product management out of the development stuff. So um, it was interesting. And then, you know, fast forward, I don't know, five and a half years and now here starting another company. Um, yeah. And just, I don't know. I'm not married. I don't, I'm not divorced. I don't have any kids that I know of. <laughs> no baggage, um, no emotional baggage, scars, no emotional that, scars yeah. that I can think of. Um, so yeah. Yeah. But that's, uh,
0: yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. He has a, he has a stepdad though. He just didn't have to go through a divorce. True, like true. You.
1: But that happened when I was a, a baby. So that didn't impact yeah. me at all. So I, right. I don't even, I don't even remember it or yeah. know it. And the funny thing actually is my mom and my bio dad got married twice. And you don't and remember any of it. Twice. No, I was a baby. <laughs> yeah. I was a baby. Um, and so, and I, I mean, I don't have a, a relationship with them at all. I did find out this last year that I have, or I had, like half siblings reach out to me. I knew they were out there, but you huh, so maybe you, you don't have babies grow up too. With them, <laughs> maybe I have what babies too? Could why would that make me have babies? I don't
0: know. Oh, They're like son. I'm know. a
1: virgin, Stephanie. <laughs> oh.
0: Okay. Um, well, that's good to know in your origin story. Let's see. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> All
2: right. Yeah, you sound. Oh, I got. I got. I sound too, like a virgin. Well, no, you, you sound, sound emotionally <laughs> stable. You sound eligible. This is, yeah. This oh, yeah. is yeah, sure yeah. If any, so, if Anybody uh, listening to this podcast the, would like yeah, uh, a date with
0: Justin? Reach out. <laughs>
2: reach <Yeah>. out. <laughs> Wait, I, I got to come back. You mentioned Prince, and I'm, I forgot some essential things about myself. So. Um, okay. So yeah. So so just to picture me, I'm I'm tall. I'm six four. I've always been skinny. I'm not skinny anymore. Um. Normal, but um,
0: now he's saying he's six four, so you're taller.
2: Uh, I think yeah, we're the same Stephanie height. Won't let I, me, I don't even want six five, I just want six four. I think you um, are. Um, but uh, but yeah, Stephanie's taking mine.
0: Justin's also very tall for me. any eligible bachelorette.
2: Yep, yeah, so Justin's tall too. So I'm so I'm this tall, lily Drink white, skinny, um, skinny guy, but I always loved Prince growing up. I always loved Prince, always loved, um, and then kind of offshoots of that, and just I love Prince's genius and um and i loved his love of, of music and his craft and stuff like that so so that's kind of painting the picture of myself i'm really um i'm definitely drawn to um
0: little tiny guys
2: little tiny guys and yeah people that people that just, <laughs> just, just wear love their thing and so um so also sports are a huge huge part of my um my Personality, life, just watching sports and getting into sports-related stories, and then I, I love all things, all things silly. So it's all about silliness, and it's yeah, I always run kind of everything through that kind of filter. And love Wolfie all, even though that's a little dated. But,
1: um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I love music. I, it's, yeah, I have a yeah. weird knack for like picking up on what songs are, especially the old ones. Yeah, and I don't know if it had to do with my 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 mom, you know, mostly as a single parent. Like that, that's how I, that's a lot of the times I remember. And she would play a lot of, like, uh, stuff that I guess a single mom would like. I don't know. All all these same things. And I guess it stuck with me. So now that I'm older, like, I appreciate some of these older songs that
0: nowadays are, like, in my time,
1: people would make fun of you for listening to. I'm like, well, I like it. I (laughs) hopped in Justin's truck. I've only been oh, in your truck once. Yeah. I've been Justin's
2: truck and he put on some tracks. Yeah, I thought you were well, trying to make love what? to me or something like that. It was this like slow groove. Like, holy crap. So, um, yeah, yeah. That's just to make, so, just in case somebody so, so younger is. That's the weird and thing. We'll move on the next thing. In. But yeah, for me, I've always thought, yeah. So, so I've got a very, um, uh, I'm a math guy. I'm a I'm all about math, logic, process. That's that's like defined me since I was probably three years old. And I could give stories of three years old that kind of go to this thread. Um, so math, logic, process. Yet I love prints, love silliness, love all that stuff. Um, I guess the things that that aren't me as much. But but yeah. So, so that's a little bit more. That's a, a good
0: question. Maybe we'll take. 10 seconds each like to describe how how were
2: you as a teenager
0: how were you as a kid so you were saying for you you were math yeah for me i'm a a
2: pure element slightly slightly evolved from what i was but almost (laughs) the same thing that i was when i was four five and six from the stories that have been told about me how about you yeah
0: yeah i was um i was a a dork and (laughs) made fun of for carrying 500 books to class every day and uh, selling my math answers and playing poker on the playground to make money and um, always starting clubs and starting businesses pretty obsessed with money at the time you know keeping a my cash box and trying to always starting businesses and trying to make money from lemonade stands to anything from an early age just to just to get as much money as i can but in general um just as dorky as i am now probably maybe more yeah
1: (laughs) Uh, I was, I don't, man, I, I don't know. I, I got along with everybody in school, so I, I was, and then as a teenager, I really wasn't a troublemaker. I never, I never had a curfew or anything like that. Um, and I just, I don't ever remember getting into trouble. Are you trying to say, how did you become such a, yeah. Lawless. Oh yeah. That's consistent with today. So that's what you are right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just consistent. Nice. Like, I'm yeah. Still, I'm, yeah, but just it's interesting though looking back at school because it, it could have gone multiple ways. Like I, you, I could have been the al- an alternative or some or something, right? But it, it didn't play out that way.
0: Yeah, you're just normal and boring. Like, very, Wait, no, ladies, is not but, boring. No, yeah, but, but, no, that's <laughs>
2: fine. That's, <laughs> the, the Justin of your of your formative years and the Justin now.
0: There, are I think similar, but you're, you're an yeah.
2: evolved version of that. But you're basically online similar, with that.
1: But the, there's very sharp contrast when it comes to like shyness and stuff. As a as an early teen, I was very shy, and some of my friends like to tell the story when we were in youth group as a kid. Like I would go to their house and just I had this like uh, hat from Six Flags. It's old. It was <laughs> so dirty, and it was like the Tasmanian devil. John might have sold it to you. He worked he there. Have. And <laughs> they had a. Uh, I had a. Uh, I was so quiet, and I wouldn't talk to anybody. It was just very very shy. And then I don't know, maybe like fast word a year or two and then it was totally different hmm. and so i'm not i'm really not shy i mean i like you know meeting new people or, or whatever but um so that's that's the biggest probably different rides along? in your truck well, yeah to- <laughs> playing romantic music in my truck well i've picked up that you're you're a little bit of a racist so for sure, where, where did that start? 100%. <laughs> the, um, I, it's almost DNA. Yeah, just, that, that was born. I can't stand yeah. anybody. <laughs> <All laughs> Justin just, just just <laughs> is not racist. Well, I'm half black. I guess that's part of my story. I'm yeah, you didn't even bring mixed. that up. I didn't even bring that up. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it about doesn't it. Doesn't matter. When yeah. I was a kid, I used to just put white on all the pages because I or whenever you'd fill uh, out like what's your race, I would just put white because I grew up with my mom. But yeah. Just just my mom, and that's what I did. And then I got older, and I was like, man, maybe if I put black, it could be to my benefit. Yeah, right. Um, Not really. <laughs> I did think that, but I yeah, did, I did start putting both still, whenever it was optional. you still put
0: white, or you put, I put other? Both. Other.
1: Yeah. If it's if it's there now and it's required, I just put both. Like you can now, you can make you can pick both. They True. make it uh, where you can do that. Nice. Um, but yeah, I got along with. Everybody in school, like all the popular kids, the not popular kids, or you know, there are always these factions that get created, I guess, yeah. uh, in school. But I don't remember getting in trouble um, or anything.
0: Man, see, you had an easy childhood. You should have had kids. You, I, I guess I you still can. Yeah, I but, guess yeah. I
1: could have gotten in so much trouble. But maybe it's just a credit to my mom for being able to under to you know let me. I don't want to do my thing without feeling restricted, but me and my friends would go out and drive our cars around till two, three in the morning. No problem. And all we would be doing is listening to music and go into town and country and getting those burritos and <laughs> you know, those little those bean burritos or whatever. That you would get it like no. all since if was from your area, also yeah. town town country. Anyway. Yeah. We would just get those burritos drive around and nice. That was it. Toot in the car. <laughs> Toot in <laughs> the car. All
0: right, John, what question do you have
2: for us? All right. Um, Let's see. So so let's talk about this. Um, we'll switch out of personal Hi. into professional stuff. So let's each talk about a job that shaped us the most, kind of where we are. So okay.
0: Um, Man, I've loved all my jobs. And so, um, so AmeriCredit, where I was at for 10 years, probably shaped me the most because it was in the industry. It was what I was going to do with the rest of my career. I was able to be an entrepreneur kind of within a bigger company. So it shaped me the most, but, but I would have to say, I mean, I think work ethic is so critically important and I would learn that from working with my parents, you know, from age eight and working at Wendy's and and so forth. So, um, so I guess if I have to pick one, I'd pick AmeriCredit because, um, it was a real company, not my parents, not somebody in town that I knew, that kind of thing. And, um, I had a great mentor there who spent a lot of time with me, taught me and let me do. Um, you know new things constantly
1: all right justin how about how about you um it's a good question um not sure how to answer it so um my first my first job was a telemarketer and i sold american express cards um the blue card and that was interesting. Most because you don't want to do it anymore. No, everybody hated it, and I loved it. <laughs> I, I guess I could, I could stomach the customers on the other end who would just get completely irate for really no reason. And why would other you ever go into call. sales when
0: I kept asking you to go into sales?
1: I didn't. I just, I didn't want to do it. It wasn't <laughs> in me. I just, I don't, I didn't want to. That's not something I wanted to do. Like as a, from a day to day, totally. Yeah. You know, well, obviously, in this company, I'll do whatever I have to do. But yes, um, you
0: will do sales. Yeah.
1: But <laughs> it, as a as a day job, that's just not really. Well, I okay. think it's a it's almost like a, a cross cutting concern. You either have it or you don't, and then you just when you when it's needed you do it. Um, so that that was an interesting job. I don't know if it's the one that most shaped me, but it definitely told me or taught me that I was comfortable in kind of uncomfortable situations because these guys are, or girls would get really upset on the phone just for you, for calling them on, on a pre approved offer. Sometimes you get really nice people, um, right? But and, and then I worked at, um, when I, when I fast forward, I moved to Texas. I worked at, uh, or when I moved to Dallas, I worked at uh, on the border, but I only worked there for like five days, four days, four or five days. I, I forget the exact number. It sounds like an impactful job. Uh, well, it was, I just moved here. I was, it was me out on my own for the very first time. And this place was just one of the most awful places <laughs> to work. <laughs> and it was so stressful. And I was like, this is definitely not something I'm going to be able to maintain and go to school just the people that I worked with were just kind of like I don't know they were nice but you know it's the food industry and uh, but one thing it did taught me was a lot of humility uh, for sure because um, and I think it's important for, for people as founders and or, or just anybody as if they've had, had experience kind of in customer service or anything I think that's invaluable yeah. Um, yeah. like you know, I think there's a real difference between somebody who has had experience that and, and somebody who hasn't um, so I would say the, something like that was was impact. Even though it was a short job, I think it there was a lot learned there. Um, and then it maybe in the customer service side of things, just you know interacting and interfacing with people and the unknown—that's kind of out there.
0: Yeah, that's good. Good learning, John.
1: Yeah. So
2: so me, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna go three. So what? so well, you said I'm one. cheating. So <laughs> well, Tom Thumb. So my first job, I got. I was pretty money and independence obsessed. Um, for my whole life and uh when i was 15 i got a job at tom thumb second groceries at the grocery store and and carried on with with tom thumb until i graduated college um and was ultimately became a service manager there and so so a the tom thumb thing was was working and from 15 i never took a day of vacation never took a day of spring break never took a day of anything the opportunity cost of going like 15 i'm I was young from age. So I was ninth grade. Um, yeah, no, 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 I would have been older. So I would have been like a sophomore or something like that. But, but anyway, when other kids went to spring break, I went to work completely by my choice. That is an opportunity to work 40 hours. I'm not going to give that up for freaking Padre or whatever. So so there's nothing in me that wanted to go skiing or go to Padre 40 hours of work. So that was from 15 years old. That was how I operated. And then, um, and then just making choices like that on things. So putting work ahead of any experience out there, basically. And then um, uh, and working and going to school was very formative for me. Um, and then I also became a manager at the grocery store. So if you think of your checkers, your package clerks, and I just had a real identity around um, uh, um, running and, and owning the front end. So the registers were going to look a certain way when I was running it. There was going to be a certain vibe when I was running it. There was going to be fun when I was running it. There was going to be conversation. So I just had a very strong identity for when I was kind of leading the shift. So love that Arthur Anderson's number two. I'm going to cheat on time because I think this is just important, but um, Arthur Anderson, we, we've talked about that in another podcast, but that was where I got to do audit. And in that um, it was a job where you have lots of clients um, you're working with tons of talented people, kind of, quote, unquote, the best of the best. And then your, your boss and your boss's boss are also the best of the best. And in, in auditing, basically, everything you do is you're checking somebody else's work and correcting that. And then every little thing that you do is reviewed by an extremely anal retentive person. And, and then that's reviewed by their boss, who's another anal retentive person. So... So where other things have quality control, like audit is all about quality control. And um and so you have your work just cross examined and there's points that you gotta clear. Now from the grocery store I was already used to that. I would have people straighten the registers and I was all over the way registers look. So I was used to being that guy and now I had people doing that for me. So I've worked with a lot of anal retentive people, which is really good and kind of puts me that. So so having just somebody getting that exposure to a lot of things and having somebody really review your work and comment on your work and, and just have that level of accountability for a couple of years early in life just sets a standard that as I've had other people work for me, other people that don't have it just don't get it. They've just never had anybody hold their hand like that. That was huge. And then jumping into leadership when I became a director of accounting at, at Travelocity and I had i um, – I'd done individual contributor kinds of jobs, but this one I got to to run a group of – I don't know, twenty, forty, or eighty. I don't know. A lot of people in some off stuff, stuff. It had a lot of people in it, and so to to lead, and I'd become this great doer, and I'd become this guy that could generate a lot of stuff. Now, leading through a team and really owning a team was really formative and kind of set the stage for the next, you know, 15 years or so of my career on on leading things. So, so those three, but but probably of all of them, the grocery store, oddly enough, may be the most important one. Yeah.
0: That's a good one. So since we're talking about careers, what would you say um, your biggest career weakness is? Or you don't like any of my questions. This
1: one's so dumb. Just say one word. I don't. Well, no, I'm not going to go first, but I just want to rant a second to say that I just don't think about this stuff. I know what they are. I don't have time to think about them. I'm too busy focused on the things that I'm pretty good decent help. at. My yeah. weakness Strength. is I
2: care too much. I try <laughs> <Yeah>. too hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm too just smart. I'm too <laughs> committed. Too good. <laughs> too committed. <laughs> what I do. Um, yeah. 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 Well, I, I agree. I've, Strength
0: Finders is people. it's more important to focus on the strengths, but it's important to know your yeah. roadblocks.
2: Yeah. People feel a lot of pressure when they're around me because of <laughs> yeah. the
1: standard and stuff
2: <laughs> yeah. like that. So All right. You guys are
0: both
1: those perfect. Are, we should answer it good. again yeah. answer. for the other person. I'll yeah. sure. I'll tell you yours, Stephanie. Uh, no.
0: Yeah, I would say my two big things that they're, they're just how I am. So I agree with you. I'd rather focus on my strengths and, yeah. and focus on that than, than you know, try necessarily to bring up the weaknesses. But um, I would say a couple of things. So I'd say. A, I'm naive, so I believe anything everybody tells me for the most part. So if we're in a meeting and somebody says something to me, I I just, I flat believe them because I um, am probably too trans. uh, I'm just transparent and honest, so I would say whatever I thought.
1: Do you think it just has to do with if you're comfortable with the person? Because we had a meeting yesterday and you didn't believe me that I said something was very challenging to do. No, I believed
0: you. (laughs) No, I said it was challenging, but that's why we needed to do it
2: true yeah i, I, I that 100% believe I mean, yeah you. no no i'm yeah i'll
0: yeah so i, be, I believe anything I, but i'll put but I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying when somebody says um yes i'll do that or trust me we'll get this oh, done it, or whatever got it, got it, got type it. of thing right um and so yeah so i would say that I, so i think we all tend to respond to people the way we are that we all assume everybody's like us um and then i'm not a um i would say i'm not a my, my my dad was not a great explainer, so I worked for him to whatever degree in his business. And when it came to telling me how to do something, he'd skip twelve steps, mm-hmm. and I was. And I'm definitely that's not a strength that I have either. So, uh, and I, I'm also very quick to come to decisions. So when I come to that decision, then I tell everybody what yep. the decision is, and don't necessarily allow people time to process. And mm-hmm. and I skip steps in describing it and so forth. So, um, so moving fast and getting stuff done. all well, that's not not my weakness but when you're leading people either they have to trust you Mm -hmm. or you have to be able to um, rally and explain it and so forth so
1: yeah that's probably similar that that part of it's probably similar resonates with me because my my brain is always moving a little bit faster than I think what other people's do and so I have a tendency sometimes to where I could I could uh, I, I can anticipate what somebody's about to say so it could come across as like if I'm cutting them off or like you don't let me finish talking type of thing But it's like, I'm just, I'm just nine times out of 10, I already know what you're about to say. Kind of, I'm like, okay, got, got it. Let's move on to the the next thing. Um, So that's, that, that resonates with me too. But I think when you're, you know, as in, in leadership, it's, you could end up being all over the place because you have different personalities. So like being able to adapt and adjust to different personalities, I think for me, sometimes is sometimes I'm okay with it, but sometimes it can be challenging just depending on who they are, because I'm, I'm definitely more of a. I like to I like to lead people or work with people who are also somewhat self-starters as well um but somebody who needs a lot of training and coaching and things like that like I probably struggle more with that because I'm like, look, I, no one taught me how to do this, right? I, yeah. I kind of had to pull up from your bootstraps and do it. Yeah. And this may be, you, you might be similar as well, John, just coming from a yeah. consulting background, but that's what consulting was. Like if yeah. I was at a client site, I had to figure it out, if I, even if I didn't know how to do it, because I was there to show face and I was there to help them. Yeah. They don't know how to do it, obviously, so I'm there yeah. to help. So I have to spend hours and hours at night just to make myself understand right. how to do whatever you're, it is I'm doing.
2: You're the ultimate in that, and I've given... So many, um, it's weird on the learned or bred because I think that quality, you just can kind of immediately see it in people and they've Mm -hmm. either got it or they don't. And the people that are just always there wanting for the next instruction, the next step, the next whatever, it never seems to change with them. Yep. and then you got to channel it into
1: into something where that, that kind of mindset can work but yeah, yep. yeah so adapting to that I think is a little bit tougher for me yeah.
0: adapting to different styles and personalities not, yeah.
1: Not, well yeah but specifically that style of somebody who just needs a yeah. lot of coaching and a lot yeah. of direction that, yeah. that to me is like I don't I don't I don't um, I can't relate to it right. so it's just a little bit harder for me to yeah. be patient in that scenario right. oh yeah patience is a witness that, that. Yeah. But when, and pa- that's tough but Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm not a very patient person at all so I think that is probably that probably doesn't, <laughs> That probably doesn't compliment that specific scenario when somebody needs a lot of help. And I'm a person who f- right. feels like you can help yourself kind of right. figure it out. Right. Um, that, one of, one of
0: yeah. my, one of my favorite things I've told the story a lot, but one of my favorite things is, um, at America we gave all these personality tests and there mm-hmm. was a guy on the team that I was just like, he's so smart and he's so, you know, I just thought he was great. We got the personality test back and his personality was just mine. (laughs) And I was like, I just love myself. I don't it's not even him. (laughs) And then I just realized just how everybody else has different personalities and you need them all, but we're just drawn to people who are similar to us, even though you need different personalities to make something work. And I had to grow into that versus just be natural about it.
2: Yeah, it's interesting listening to you because, um, Yeah, no, I've got a strength in that. So I will, I will coach you and I will teach you and I will spoon feed Mm -hmm. you and instruct you. I've got to believe in something, you know, about you for sure. But, but I've got a great deal of patience to show and instruct and teach and all that, all that kind of stuff. I love doing that. And, um, uh, but it can be frustrating Mm -hmm. at, at the same time. So it's interesting. Um, uh, the, all of these things are necessary the pairing and the yeah. combinations of people and what we surround ourselves with and all that stuff. Um, and then, so, so my weaknesses, I think, um, there's a lot. So, so one and how wordy I am and how verbose I can be, <laughs> no. if I'm trying to make a, um, like a quick concise point or sell something to somebody that doesn't have a lot of time for the full backstory. I've never been great at that. There's always this story and this build to any kind of idea that I want to have. And some people enjoy those stories and builds, but it's not really effective for making concise points when you really need to make concise points.
1: So you're not good at elevator pitches.
2: Not good at or elevator pitches. Or over-explainer. You need yeah, the following building And the over to pitch your idea. For sure. And then, um, uh, um, yeah, the other thing for me, in terms of just achievement in my own career is kind of this odd relationship I have with confidence. So um, I'm fairly confident in, in just in general in myself, but, but not confident in the way that you just described. Like if there's this unknown thing out there, I'll, I'll just figure it out and I'll, I'll do that thing. I'll figure it out. I'm smart enough to figure it out. Other people have figured it out. I can figure it out. I don't have that type of confidence. Um, I've had to learn that type of confidence. And so being in consulting and being in audit, you know, that's a fake it till you make it kind of, kind of thing. And then, um, and what, what gives me confidence is, oh, I'm working with Joe over there and I know I'm just as smart as Joe. And if Joe can figure this out, then I can figure it out. So I derive confidence that way not just this pure confidence that I can figure out the challenge, but I use relative confidence. John it's almost equals this, this can yeah. do that. Yeah, it's almost so therefore I can do that. Yeah. And that was how I got grades. That was how I got all kinds of things was just that way of thinking. So um, so my mind, I've always had to feel like I have to master something to do the next thing or be capable of mastering something to enter into that thing. So that is a huge kind of governor on the things that I'll try to do or attempt to do or roles that I would choose to take. And, and I think it's, yeah, pretty, it's pretty restrictive for me.
0: All right, Justin, ask us a question that you find appropriate since you haven't liked my two questions.
1: A question. No, I like your question like that you came up with it and that we're a- answering them. But those are, those types of questions are just tougher to answer um, w- without almost feeling like you're putting on a show for the audience or like I, you know because i'm just well, realistic e- I, don't e- I, think, I think that ask last that question like, went well though. i did, yeah. I think it did yeah. okay. i like the yeah. tougher questions that actually make you have to think though okay. which, which those let's, do let's hear one um well i can't <laughs> think of one <laughs> uh well so this is a, this is an interesting one i actually found this from another podcast that somebody else asks um but what purchase of a hundred dollars or less has positively impacted you the most in the last year Or let's say in the last that you can recall,
3: a hundred dollars or less. Man,
1: it's tough, right? Because it makes you think.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it creates a lot of dead air.
1: Uh Right. That's really. (laughs) That's good.
2: Um, Do you have an
0: answer? (laughs) Why don't you go first while we think
1: uh yeah. of a hundred dollars or less as a tough one because I, I i can't <laughs> I I, love I, you this know what question. i actually did i pulled up, this I, pulled is up the best. I pulled up amazon and yeah. i looked over like the last year to oh, see yeah. what i had bought on amazon there was nothing in there that was actually Worthful. remotely meaningful to mention so that didn't help me okay <laughs> um I bought oil
0: for my car to keep it running. Oh my Does gosh. that count?
1: For those of you, you didn't even mention your car that has five four 400,000 miles now. Three hundred, oh, Almost
0: 400,
1: 380. There's a Tahoe, like probably a 90s model Tahoe. <laughs> it's not. It's 05. <laughs> Is it 05? Yeah. Oh, it, it looks like it's a 90s model Tahoe. No. This thing has been wrecked I don't know how many times. And she just takes the insurance money every time it happens. Yeah. You're not the cause of the wrecks. No. Surprisingly. No,
0: definitely not. But. Let's see, a hundred dollars or less. Well, I I mean, I'll say that I'll I'll answer. So this time when I lost my job, I did the basically the same thing I did last time, which was I ordered books and I read books. And so I do love to read, and I can read really fast. But on a typical weekday month, I don't read just because I'm doing other things instead. Um, And so yeah, so I would say that. that books cost under a hundred dollars and they've probably been the most impactful and positively impactful and, um, they could be business books or, um, you know, or self help or whatever. But, uh, but they give me an outlet to be creative and start thinking. So
1: I got, I I just got one. Okay. And this is recent. Okay. Amazon fresh. No. Yeah. You love that. And I definitely spend under a hundred bucks, but that has opened my eyes a little bit in a couple of ways that I didn't think would happen. One, the convenience because the, the, the experience is great. I've always ra- asked you to rate it at the end. I've always rated it 10 and I would recommend this again to anybody. The interesting thing though is I've done it a few times now and it's also made me realize that, well, I have time to actually go to the store too mm-hmm. and I've, I've done that. So now it's, it's it, it was a convenience thing. I will still continue to use it, but I'm kind of trying to balance in. That's a noisy scratch. Oh, really? I'm also trying to balance balance um going to the store too because I actually don't mind it. Yeah if and that's I have, where you could it, find a
0: date. In the melon section in the melon, section. And the, that's, the yeah, melon that's section. that's what they do
1: in the movies. Yeah, say nice melon, <laughs> yeah. And melon. Yeah that's yeah. how you find a date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well I'm gonna try that next time yeah <laughs> at, uh, the the flower bound yeah. melon section at, I don't know where do you guys shop at if you go in person Do you go in person or do you Sometimes. order online? You said you do the pickup. I, I the, do the Walmart, Walmart thing. pickup, she but sometimes we go pickup, to Target, like
2: Tom Thumb, Target, Market Street, Kroger. Yeah, all four of them. Oh, okay. yeah, we don't care. yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm pretty.
1: I try to stick to one place just because it's convenient. I know the layout, and I like to get in and get out. I don't like to like. Yeah. Shop. I like shop. I'm not a. This not is a why you can't find a date. Because I don't like to shop. Yeah. yeah. you
0: got to slow. Go slow around the store looking for people.
1: Yeah.
2: All yeah. right. Okay. No. So Amazon Prime is yours. Amazon What's yours, John? Or fresh Amazon Fresh. Yeah, there's this woman that that I ran into. She just she was down on her luck and and needed a meal and a bus ticket. And I was down to a hundred bucks and it was all I had. I needed to get home Would too. You stop. But I hold on. Pull this <laughs> so,
1: question out. So now. I just
2: I got the woman. This you know it was Christmas Eve. I got the woman a bus ticket. It was seventy three dollars. Said we got twenty seven bucks left for for a meal. Would you like a nice meal, not just McDonald's? Got her a nice meal. Witnessed to her. She came to Christ on Christmas Eve, so that was a good. Got to see her, you know, her kid that she hadn't seen in twenty three years, I think. So, so anyway, that was a good use of one hundred dollars. I felt good about nice. that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Last question, John. Oh, for me, um, last question. Well, okay, I'll I'll just go to um, a little bit of where our heads are. So, so I had a question of just what's your sign, and yeah, let's each go around the room and tell us. Talk about what your sign is, like literally 70s style. What's your sign
1: and do you care
2: and what does it say about you? if you care?
1: Uh, mine is Aquarius. Um, I don't know anything about it. Okay. <laughs> so I guess, it. I guess I don't care. No, that's perfect. That's revealing. That, yeah, that's kind of where it stops for you. Yeah, yeah. I don't. So it, one of the things growing up was interesting to meet other people that were like, oh, you're Aquarius. It's kind of like a thing to just call out. Kind of almost, almost like he felt intelligent to say, "Oh, your birthday's February as well. Oh, Aquarius. Ah, <laughs> like you knew, but I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't okay. know what it meant. But it, there was some sort of um, similarity between people. I think whenever you realize that they have a similar birthday month and their sign is similar, that maybe there's a similarity there. But okay. I don't read it. I don't. I don't know anything. Okay. I don't right. even know what it. Maybe I'm gonna look it All up right, right Steph, now. What about you? What's your sign? Uh,
0: Virgo." And no, I don't think about it very much except Weird Al has a good song about sign about people's horoscope signs. Do you know and, the traits of a Virgo? I think bossy and stubborn. So I, seriously? Yeah, I really think so. Okay. And so I so I think when yeah, when I've for fun reasons read horoscopes or read things about Virgo, I think I fit it, you know, 80 plus percent. Mm-hmm. Um so it's never I never really think about it. I've never asked anybody what their sign is. Nobody's ever asked me what my sign is. Um, but I think probably the definition of it's something to do with, with um, bossy and dominant and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I probably fit it.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, so Justin knew his sign, but doesn't really know the attributes of the sign. You at least cared enough about your sign to know the attributes of your sign. Yeah. Um, read a few horoscopes. It's free spirited um,
1: and eccentric. They can often be identified by their offbeat fashion sensibilities. <laughs> U- unusual hobbies. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> All uh, right. Nonconformist attitude. That's probably right. Aquarius is, is ruled by Uranus. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So, um, the planet that governs innovation.
0: No, oh, there you go. Perfect for starting a business.
1: Perfect. Technology and surprising events. Okay, so for me I'm a libra
2: okay um was that the lion thing I like to party no it's the scales so I and I'm not like super into this but um at all but I do know that it's it's the scales and it's about balance and it's about a lot of things that I associate you hate being alone with myself no I like being alone the first line says hates being alone and
0: literally in the last podcast he said he won't go anywhere without mikey follows me everywhere
2: oh yeah yeah no i don't like being alone in life i like being alone at lunch a lot and um but no i certainly don't like being alone and i certainly love being can't tell you how much i love um
3: <laughs> ready for
2: the next question anyway well no so so on this note I'm tr- i'm trying to hit on like um uh something so so yeah i, I care i'm not into yeah. like i'm not trying to figure out what's going to happen next week through my horoscope or anything but i think it's a fun interesting thing palm reading so i haven't done it
1: have you ever done had mm-hmm. your palm read i've never done it would you be I interested would, to do it not interested i would do it like if a group of people were going i wouldn't you know, somebody do in here it as our special
2: guest oh yeah your palm? and they'll do
1: it yeah. yeah i guess so i'd do that i don't i what mean what you what are you trying then? it you've never done palm reading Oh.
2: Palm reading seems like right up
1: your oh, wait.
0: alley.
2: I, I think you had it, your palm read at
1: yeah, a like at an a event.
0: conference. Yeah. At yeah. A, an auto conference. There was just like a, a guy at a booth or whatever. He was reading the conference and yeah, he
2: said we'd get married. That y'all yeah, too and you, loved. Yeah. And you loved having your palm read. I think you enjoyed that it, experience. a was funny right. thing.
0: Yeah. It's a funny thing. Yeah. And yeah, one, I fun. went I went to a psychic lady one time as with a friend as a as a thing and um and she told me I was gonna have two girls far apart in age. And that was right too.
1: I'm so skeptical that I couldn't take any of these seriously. I just yeah. couldn't no, just take for, it all seriously. But like I would do it for fun. Yeah, yeah. For fun.
0: Okay. So for our last question, I'll let you decide, but only answer one of them. You don't get to cheat and answer both of them. Since we're starting clean layer, building clean layer, either A, what excites you the most about starting clean layer, or tell us what you think the hardest part of
3: building a business or product is. Since those both have to do with what we're doing right now. Um
1: the hardest part in my mind is patience. Um especially in the early phases where you know you kind of want it to be done already. Um and so I think there's a tendency to start to worry or or you know think about some of those things. Some of it is healthy, some of it's it's sometimes people are right in that scenario, but I definitely think patience is probably one of the harder things to have, especially in the early stages when you're, when you're especially starting from the ground up when, when everything's not transactional. Like if it, let's say we were starting a sales consulting company, like, I mean, that's pretty obvious whether we're gonna, it's going to work or not. Right. We can, we can sell and convert. Right. So this, when we're building a product that eventually we will sell, um, you have to get the product built first to, to some degree or get it to a point where you can start to demo it and do things like that. So, but that would be my answer.
0: Okay. John.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For
2: me, um, the hardest part is I'm just a, a human kind of odds calculator. And so if I just see with starting a business just always carries, it always carries risk, you know, around people or pricing or the product or, um, competitors or whatever, there's just tons and tons of risk in, in doing this sorts of things. And I always kind of, um, math around those risks, and um, and so to to have just this core belief um, in some things, in, in just an endeavor's ultimate success, kind of despite risks that have to be overcome, is always just tricky, tricky for me, you know, for sure.
0: All right, um, I'll answer since you guys both answered the um, the hardest part about building a business or product. I'll answer what excites me most about starting Clean Layer. And um, I, th- I think it's the I mean, it's definitely the idea of creating something that impacts people and makes things better. So I think even when we built the FI, there were all kinds of great and exciting things. But the most exciting thing to me was we made lives better for companies. We made it easier. We made it better, easier for them to do their business. And so even yesterday, as we're going through a design session with Clean Layer and we're thinking through it, Yeah, in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, like if I had this as I was reviewing documents, if I had this as I was doing requirements documents, legal documents, this, that, and the other, and it was making my life better, like that would be really cool to be able to impact lives and, and, you know, not impact lives like, you know, um, for (laughs) eternally, but but just for now, right? Some aspect of someone's day. Yeah, make it better. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. So I think the the idea of being able to make things better um, is pretty exciting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well. Um. Okay. You sure you don't want to give Justin or I a chance to say the um the positive thing about what you're excited about CleanLayer? Yeah. I feel like we should. I okay. feel like we then should. And do I get to say what's the hardest part of building a business? No. We should end on a high note. You you said something positive. Let's say say something
1: positive, Justin. Say something positive. Yeah. What excites um, you about CleanLayer? Uh, well, I I like building new things. So this it's just exciting to kind of over and do something again from kind of from scratch um and kind of be often doing, doing my own thing and it's just another it's another chapter it's an exciting it's an exciting chapter and so I'm just excited to do it i you know i think it took me a little bit originally to get on board with what the concept and the idea was itself yeah, um yeah but i think once i started to re- understand the impact that it can potentially have for people i think I think that's what really kind of got me in on on it.
0: Yeah, there has to be a market need. There has to be. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, And I think once we figured that out, which you know, conceptually we figured that out relatively early. But I think when we started to hear from other people, and maybe it was one, maybe it was during the capital raise or something. But we just started. It started to be validated outside of just the three of us. And that's we won't say whose phone that was. Still mine. Um, No
0: gummy bears today, though.
1: But once other people started, to we got validated by other people, and the excitement around how, what this was going to do for them, I think that really allowed me to kind of just be motivated, I guess, or whatever. I don't know.
2: All right, John. Yeah, yeah I think, um, yeah, I think it's a combination. So I'm, I'm definitely excited about the product, and, um, and just kind of the the idea of starting something and doing something and, and it's a weird odd tie into the, to the game that you guys did. Um, it's too houndious that, that folks should definitely go look up and buy Oh yeah. We're, at, we're um, at, let me check it. But kind of this, um, what I was saying about my weakness, this why, why not us kind of thing. So people put out software that people put out games, right? You guys put out a game that looks like a real game. It is a real me? game. It is a real game. Come on. So, no, so, so it's more this, Because my natural tendency would be that creating a game is for game makers. I am not a game maker. Creating a software company is for people that make software companies. Now, Stephanie happens to be a person that makes a software company, so she's in that. But before she made the software company, she wasn't that kind of person. So I just feel like there are kind of reserved spaces in life for people that do those things. And I'm not allowed to enter those spaces. This is my own little psychology. And so, it's yeah, it's exciting to enter a space. and. No, oh, we could we could have something out there shrink wrapped and on a shelf that that was ours, and so that's pretty exciting. And um, and yeah, you certainly want to want to make things better. So, so I think that's cool.
0: Very good. Yep. All right.
1: That's a wrap. That's it for the journey this that's week. That's it
0: for the journey.
1: Join us as we journey. Journey.
0: Next to, week. To the next journey. <laughs> All right. Goodbye.